What's up, everyone? Spitting Hoops here. It's been quite a while, but it's Thursday, July 20th, 2017. I'm Andy, joined here by Matt. Good evening, podcast listeners. So, not a whole lot of action as far as uh, basketball, unless we're considering, you know, Summer League, which is always fun to watch, see how these rookies play, but with big names included, there's been a lot of movement. Yeah, I'd rather talk about the trade, since we haven't podcasted in a while, is it uh, okay with you if we start with Paul George? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. That's kind of like my favorite one. I, there's a lot of them. I think there's like four or five I'd like to get to, if that's cool with you. But if we want to start with Paul George to OKC mm-hmm. for Victor Olandipo and yeah. uh, Sabonis, I yeah. mean, that's a, it, I mean, that's an interesting deal. I feel like Victor's contract was like really long for kind of a lot of money. And to be able to unload that for, like, it's, it's a dice roll. you got to convince Paul George to stay. But even just to unload that contract and get a year of a star player, that's a really good deal in my opinion. I think it also just gives Russell Westbrook uh, a little more of a confidence. Give him that supporting role. Yeah. And not even a supporting role, but somebody, like, that could come to the same level of star. Yeah, well, maybe not the same level, but, like, he'll, he'll definitely be able to relieve a lot of offensive right. uh, pressure on uh, Westbrook. And, uh He'll, he'll provide a lot of defense, too, you know? Well, what, uh... Do you think there's any chance he plays the shooting guard again? I mean, he played a little shooting guard earlier in his career. Do you think they maybe try to try to slot him in there, and it's kind of like Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Andre uh, Roberson, Ennis Cantor, and Steven Adams as their starting five, or...? Paul George is probably the most efficient three-point shooter out of anyone on the team. Oh, yeah. I, I so don't think. to not play him on the wing, you, that's pretty much your only option. You think you'd be making I think maybe having him like how uh, Indiana did, power forward, small forward, I think it would be best for them to keep him more on the wing. I like Paul George really on any uh, position of the court uh, besides, you know, too much in the post against a big guy but he's you know he's he's a long guy he's a good small forward like as far as scoring it's like LeBron Kevin Durant Paul George in my mind so to get Paul George and not having Kevin Durant I think is is great but yeah I mean you might have I wouldn't Paul George ranked a little high there if you got him third Mm. on your list of best scores not scores but small at that position small forward at that position at that position small forward right uh, how do you think the Pacers did? Like, do you think they made out at all with, like, do you, I mean, do you think, like, let's say, like, Olin Depot, do you think he could actually have, like, a 25-point-per-game season over there being a number one option? Uh, twenty Like, like 25-5-6 and six or something like that, being, you know, a decent distributor, a decent rebounder, and... I don't think, I don't think he could get as high as 25, but I think they have... Um, maybe a little underrated team for their youth that they have with the team. Uh, Miles Turner, Sabuenas. Yep. You know, you got Victor Aladipo now. Um, you know, yes, I, and those I think, two guys, Turner and Olin Depot, that's a good starting core. So, you know, it's nice. I don't think uh, is going to come out of the gates 25 points. But I think he can yeah. get there maybe after another season, maybe after getting a little bit more comfort with the the coaching staff and so forth. And he was the number 2 pick, right? In 2000 in the 2013 draft. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, so I mean, like, that was not that long ago. I mean, he's still relatively early in his NBA career. Obviously not um, all one, two, three, four picks, you know, are stars or superstars, but I still think he has some time to show that he is. It's, uh, he, he, he just, I'm not personally high on him, but I, I don't think the Pacers did a bad job getting that kind of prospect. I think Al Depot's a hard worker. Oh, I mean, definitely he, a hard he worker. Got a, he got a pretty sweet contract at Indiana, too, so he's surely there to be part of a, a role and not just like how Paul George right now is just merely a, to OKC a chess piece in the terms that like they're either going to get him and just use him for the time that they have him or they're going to try to convince him to be more. Yeah, so, I, I mean, it's going to be a hard a, sell to convince Paul George yeah. to stay. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have to result in a lot of wins, I feel like, and a lot of playoff success. Do you think there is a—I guess we can just kind of, like, do these as we go, because I'm going to have this question for each one. Uh, do you think there's a chance the Oklahoma City Thunder could be maybe a move away to contend with the Warriors, or are they not even in the same, like, conversation yet? Uh, they can be. They should be. Uh, but we have to consider what else is happening uh, in the same conference with the Wolves. What are they going to turn out to be? Mm-hmm. What are these Rockets going to turn out to be? Are they going to get mellow? Yeah. Because, you know, in my mind, they're better with mellow than without. Right now, I think they're not as great. But I think, for whatever reason, put the ball in another person who basically needs the ball all the time. I think that additional person would make the Rockets better. So, you know, there's... There's a lot of conversation for what teams are going to be dominant. What about but the... But I think it's uh, obvious, but who's going to be the most dominant to go up against Golden State? What, what do you think the uh, other players the Rockets have already added is going to do to them, just as is? If the Rockets team, this is what it's going to be, uh, I'm not a big fan of it. You don't think... Uh, With Chris Paul being got Harden. better, or do you think... It's hard. It's hard to say. I mean, of course they got better because they got Chris Paul. You know, I feel like you have to get better with another player, but that chemistry isn't always there. I, so. I get that the chemistry is not always there, but even it seems like James Harden thrived in his move to point guard last season, and now you're moving him back to shooting guard. And I mean, just the eye test showed James Harden did extremely well at uh, point guard. So why would you mess with that by getting the arguably top? two, three-point guard in the league. Especially when it comes to handling the ball, on ball, all the time. It's, it's, and when you watch Chris Paul, it's either he's distributing the ball or he wants to basically be the floor general. Yeah, he's either orchestrating the play or... He doesn't want you to just hold on to the ball. <laughs> he, he's, he wants to be, you know, reins in his hands. So it's going to be tough when James Harden kind of has the same mentality. Maybe a little less, because James Harden... You know, I, I, they have a pretty good job of distributing and moving the ball, kind of almost like a Spurs type, but a little more fast-paced. Yeah, definitely. You know? With D'Antoni, oh, yeah. I mean, so, that, that offense. I mean, if anyone is going to make these two, like, pretty much superstar point guards coexist, I mean, I think Dan, D'Antoni. D'Antoni's the man for the job. Then maybe really what it comes down to is D'Antoni just, you know, this is what he needs. Uh, it's going to come <laughs> down to all three of them plus it the is. other 12 guys, you know? And maybe if Carmelo shows up. But, yeah, I mean... You know, I, I think I think they can be a big threat with Carmelo, obviously more so. Maybe not. Maybe they're good with just Chris Paul, James Harden. Maybe they're worse. It's just kind of 
a gamble. It's kind of hard I, to I, tell I think, in my mind. I think people would actually be surprised if they were worse, but would you? I don't think I would be surprised would, if they were. I wouldn't either. I, would, no. I mean, they had a pretty good uh, team last year. They did. And they had Eric more Gordon wins than, was the, than six the Clippers. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So. Um, let's go east, east coast. East coast. Well, moving what? Like Gordon Hayward over to. Yeah, one of the few uh, yeah. west to east moves. Yeah. All. Yeah. Which is interesting because uh, then that sends Avery Bradley away, which I don't know how you feel about that, but. I, I like Avery Bradley with the Celtics more. I don't know how Gordon Hayward's going to turn out to be on the Celtics. I like Gordon Hayward. I actually do. I think he's an underrated small forward, but I've also heard people say that maybe he's a little overrated, just, you know, just poking around on the internet. But Yeah, oh, yeah, there's definitely going to be I, I think who he's both ways. I think, he, I think he's kind of, like, kind of spot on on his value. I think you people think so? know, yeah, I think people know what they're getting with him. Like, yeah. you're getting a above average... Scoring. S- score, score, you're getting an above average score. You're getting a good shooting guard. You know, he can play some defense. Decent rebound. Handles the ball well. Sets, he can, yeah. He's not the best playmaker. He's not the worst playmaker. Um, and he's been pretty consistent for a few years, you know, and, and, and reasonably durable. But uh, but how's he gonna play with Isaiah Thomas? Is what it's gonna and of course the other guys just like you know these. I can't imagine Isaiah you know. giving up too many shots, but right and he shouldn't. You know Isaiah shouldn't be giving up shots. I, I think Gordon Hayward has to be the number two. Sure. And uh, you have then you have Al Harford as number three, right. and not necessarily talking scoring option, but your three arguably best players. Right. And then for me, it's just that core on that team. It's how are the young guys gonna develop? I'm a big. Uh, Jalen Brown fan. I like him. And uh, Marcus I like Smart, him. I like. Uh, I like Marcus Smart as well. I am uh, a little higher on Jalen, but uh, those two guys, uh, you know, is kind of how is how is that core going to develop? Jay Crowder, I think he's kind of like Gordon Hayward, but like obviously on a much like lower level as far as like what he's contributing to the team. But you know what you're going to get with him. I I don't know if he's going to get much better, but he's going to give you quality basketball every night. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him getting a whole lot better, but he's in rhythm. They got a good, you know, chemistry. Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder and this Al Horford. I thought they played well when they were playing well. But when they weren't playing well, it was just like kind of embarrassing. Um, so what about Avery Bradley though? You see him; he only got that one year with Detroit. Do you see him just bouncing around now? Uh, it's it's hard to tell, you know. Right. It, it it depends what Detroit offers him first of all. If if, D, if Detroit offers him the max, I, I think he probably takes it, you know. But it's hard it's hard to say a year from now what's going to be in Avery Bradley's head, you know. After the season. We can start making our guesses because we can see how the season plays out, and from there we kind of build our own na- narrative on what we think is going to happen. But as far as a year from now, I don't know. I think it was a smart move by the Celtics. I think it was a really smart move, and I know you don't like. Well, I, it's not that I don't necessarily think it's a, a bad move because they also got Marcus Morris. And Marcus, which, which is a nice little charity. Marcus Morris is nice because that gives you a little bit more just rough yeah. roughness but with Al Horford. But they they renounced Olenek. I think Miami so, uh, signed Olenek. He got I, a nice little deal. I think Marcus Morris is better than Olenek. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could be right about that. Um, if I'm looking for somebody to pull are. arms out of sockets, then I guess I want Olenek. But. Well, I, 
If, I want, if I want someone to like get into someone's face, maybe that kind of dirty, then Marcus Morris. Yeah, yeah, Marcus, Mar- Morris, Mar- yeah, Marcus Morris is a tough guy too. Yeah. You know, both the Morris brothers are tough. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't know if Olenix is tough, but he sure does some like kind of like <laughs> acting like a tough guy type stuff. But tries. Yeah, I think he's probably tough. Like, right. He doesn't shy from the skirmishes. Right. Um, I mean, I like the move mainly because of the contract thing. You know, they they got Jay Crowder for I think six million for three years. Avery Bradley's on the last year, eight million or nine million, something like that. A great contract for him, but like having that Jay Crowder locked up a little bit longer, I think right. it was a smart move for the price. Uh, made made sense for the money on the Celtics part. Right. Uh, I mean, who else is there? JJ Redick, Rajon Rondo, uh, Jimmy Butler is the the last like big name before we get into these like smaller but maybe key players for some of these you know up and coming young teams that maybe need some kind of vet, you know, impact. Okay. So Jimmy Butler uh, going to Minnesota. I like it. I think it's a maybe a good change of scenery, but I've also heard that Jimmy Butler's kind of come into a point in his career where he's, you know, a prima donna. You know, he's... Right, he's, I don't he's, know if I've heard that. But yeah, we, yeah. Let, letting it go to his head a little bit, maybe being like a superstar, just kind of seeing himself in that light. Um, now I don't really get involved in like people like these players like. Well, know, hold on, how, how let's, let's talk about outside. that superstar because I actually hadn't but, heard that yet. The yeah. superstar thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even sure career wise he's gonna he's gonna be the third best player that's on that team currently. I think Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns will both outplay him career wise. Career wise, sure. maybe not sure. right now this no, season, but, but career wise, they're already off to a better start than he ever was. Well, that was because of uh, Tom Thibodeau's coaching style, you know, keeping. Keeping, yeah, keeping the rookies locked up on right. the bench, minutes per game. Like you're lucky to see a minute, right? On, on as a rookie on Thibodeau's bench. So, so it's hard to judge that. And uh, obviously, Jimmy Butler was nowhere near a number one pick, you know. And both those guys were number one picks. I just I like Carl Anthony Towns a lot. I think I think he's great, and I think getting a. Uh, because I don't think Jimmy Butler, I don't, I don't see the way he plays as like a, uh, you know, a prima donna or superstar. And that's all that matters to me. No, I don't think that's, that's all why that matters I'm surprised to me. when you said it. You know, yeah, that's no, why it's you know, you said, uh, oh, I never heard that. You know, listen to ninety-eight point three. I don't know who exactly specifically said it, but mm-hmm. somebody maybe that was in the front office of the Bulls or something like that. Anyways, um, oh, from the Bulls, you know. Oh, then I believe it. I believe it was yeah. said. Like that's so, a rumor or something. Yeah, if the Bulls were leaking it, like. And I'm, I'm not even sure about that. So, I like the Minnesota team, but they're another team where we kind of have to just see their chemistry, but I think they could be a great contender, and, you know, not just OKC and the Rockets, but... Yeah. The, the they're, they're not going to contend this year, I don't think. I think they don't no, contend this year. I think they make the playoffs, definitely playoffs with the new maybe, additions. Maybe second round. I mean, I was watching an interview with Thibs, and it was saying... Uh, or maybe it was a second-hand thing that one of the players was saying, but like uh, that Thibs was broken-hearted after they missed the playoffs, and it was like really eating away at him, and that's why he made some pretty like pretty good moves, and I think almost everyone's opinion to step it up because he wasn't going to miss the playoffs twice in a row. Oh sure. Um, oh for sure. So. I don't think there's a chance they miss the playoffs unless there's a big injury to one of their. I mean, we can call. I think we can call it a big three. It's a big three with two uh, 
Rooks. Uh, yeah, stars yeah. in the making. Rooks stars to the in the big making. three yeah, club. Yeah, yeah Rooks right. to the big three club. You know, Wiggins is their three years second in. year and fourth. third year for Wiggins. I think it's third, is it his fourth? fourth? And, yeah, third and fourth. Oh, okay. Uh, fourth for Wiggins right. and uh, third for Carl Anthony Towns. It will be the third for Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Because um, they just finished their third and second. So, I mean, they're not even close to their prime yet. Jimmy Butler's right around his prime age, 28. I believe he's 28. Either way, he's close to 28. Um, so this is all going to work out really well for them in the long term if they can keep that together and the whole Jimmy thing clicks. That'd be nice. That would be real nice. Because Jimmy Butler's still coming into his prime, just like I think he's about the age of Kevin Durant, maybe a little younger. I think Yeah, I think he's 28. Yeah. Yeah, so still got some years ahead of him. There's no reason why he can't just stick it out and help these guys start becoming contenders, you know, if they're not already pushing deep into the playoffs. You know, maybe get in the second round, maybe out of the second round. We'll see. Yeah. It'd be cool. Um, so you and I kind of watched something that was cool. The, that's why I want to save it until after Jimmy Butler, but it was J.J. Redick. Watched, like, that little, like, documentary thing but um jj reddick going to the brook or he moved to brooklyn but he's playing with the 76ers so like he kind of anticipated with either team it it sounded like um not the biggest name out there but kind of just shows how like the clippers those are two players that like you know you would see on their banners or two players you think about when you think of clippers is jj reddick chris paul yeah, and Andy, I don't know if you uh, were surprised either, but when me and Andy were watching this, it uh, it had him talking about how he was looking for the long-term deal. Right. And he didn't get it. Nah. And like that was kind of like towards the end of the documentary. It's kind of like, oh, man, I didn't get that long-term deal I wanted, but uh, $23 million was a lot better. You know, I'm kind of paraphrasing him here. He's like, $23 million was a lot better than I thought I was going to get for a season, so I'll take it. Yeah. And he's happy to be in a new place. It seemed like, uh, and and again, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, man, but like, did you kind of get the feeling that um, he was just done with the Clippers? And then like, oh, kind of like sure. that mentally first... in the back of his head, and then like when they didn't even really reach out to him, he kind of just felt like they were like prioritizing like wrong. And like, he's, he's right to feel like they're prioritizing wrong, you know? And that, that was cool. I just see that, the front office and probably the coach are really, you know, coincide and they're in tandem. And I'm sure that, you know, Doc River is kind of just moving in a different direction. You know, he's really, really, like, all about his son, it and seems like. it might like. be Jerry West. I mean, we don't, West. we don't know who's making the decisions. They right. definitely hired on Jerry West. And technically, Doc still has all his titles, but it almost seems like there's a buffer between Doc and uh, Bomber now. Right. And that Jerry West, you know, he runs the decisions by Jerry West. Like, these are just rumors, you know, but we'll see. And that might be good. That might help Doc go back to what he may do best. Phil Jackson showed us, like, not all coaches are meant to be executives. Not all executives are meant to be coaches. Exactly. And, um, you know, you got guys like uh, Steve Kerr. He was a okay executive for the Suns. He's a great coach for the Warriors. Yes. Yes. You got Phil Jackson, who I met earlier, great coach, terrible exec. So, you know... It could work out that way. Yeah. Yeah. If if, uh, 
Jerry West is taking pressure off the executive end for Doc, and Doc's just focusing on coaching. We know Doc's a really good coach, and that might be for the best of the team and for the franchise and uh, him. Yeah, and best for the players because then they can, you know, ultimately explore what's probably going to be better for them, and maybe currently the Clippers aren't the best team for long term. You know, I know Blake Griffin's still there, but, you know, I don't, I don't know what's exactly going on with Blake Griffin. Maybe the Clippers want to hold on to him. They overvalue him, maybe. Maybe yeah. Blake Griffin. They got else uh, wants to DeAndre Jordan him. still. DeAndre Jordan, oh, yeah. Um, and they got Pat- Patrick Beverly, who's, like, obviously not great. They but, got a bunch of guys. And they signed deal. the European guy, Milos. They got a bunch of people in that Houston Rockets trade. Or Houston at least lost a lot of people. A lot of, a yeah. lot of, a lot of role players. It's crazy. So who falls out of the playoffs in the West? Someone's falling out in the West. Is it going to be the Jazz because they lost? Yeah, uh, will it be the Jazz? You think for sure? Yeah. I mean, I kind of think the Jazz are the most likely, but I think jazz? there could be two or three Grizzlies, maybe. I mean, we didn't really talk about those moves, but I mean, Zebo. Uh, yeah, Zebo, I mean, but Zebo's more of like a, a role player. A, a role player, at but at this more or less. A, a player coach more of like a you know a, he, he still he still put up numbers last year he had he some did. good games you know he really yeah. actually did in a very short amount of time you know if you would look at like PR 36 you'd be like way up there yeah. super efficient but I think the Blazers maybe could fall out I mean, I mean if they, they don't the get the if, up, if, yeah, yeah if they don't get Carmelo they I know they really want Carmelo but like, come on Carmelo wants to go play with his buddy Chris Paul if he's going anywhere um yeah, so I mean, those are the kind of three teams I'm floating around that could miss the playoffs. I think uh, maybe the Nuggets. Nuggets didn't make the playoffs, so you're right. But I'm just saying, you know, they're still gonna be like not, ma- yeah, not I'm making about it this dropping, year. Who's yeah. dropping? Who's dropping for the new guys? Yeah, because there's new guys coming. There's a lot of new guys who could be coming. We could have uh, New Orleans coming. We should see and that. With, we should see new. We should Rondo see no, New, new Orleans and the Wolves. And Those should be the two, and the two that are dropping out are the Jazz and the Blazers. And not the Grizzlies? I maybe think Grizz- not the Grizzlies, I think, I think Grizzlies. But Grizzlies, Grizzlies could, and maybe Blazers stay in. Unless Chandler Parsons actually starts playing basketball like a mediocre player, they have no chance. Man, that's, I was watching some that's the worst Chandler Parsons the when he was actually playing well. He had such a good fake. Like, Chandler Parsons could have been bombed, but the guy's got, like, no cartilage <laughs> in his knees. He's not even a player anymore. No cartilage in his knees. Um, moving on, though, you know, we like we were talking about that that uh, commentary of J.J. Redick, the process, that's that's actually pretty cool. It was cool, yeah. If, you, if anyone is looking for a good 15 minutes to kill, yeah, it's, um, like, it's a great little watch yeah. relevant now inside kind of just his decision. Yeah. Of yeah. joining the process. Yeah. You know, being yeah. a family man, being a basketball player, and just all the, you know, the variables in between yeah. to think about. So, uh, on these teams, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Because I wanted to get into a little speculation, if that was cool with you. Well, what speculation was that? Is there nothing about the teams you want to talk about more? Not necessarily. Can... Okay, cool. Yeah. Speculation, LeBron James, free agency, summer 2018. Yeah. The countdown is on. You know, right. it's less than a year to free agency 2018 when LeBron James can be a free agent again. So Ben Simmons, 
doesn't tweet all that often. He doesn't send out that many tweets that are public. I think it's like 100-something ever, 120-something like that ever in his life. Very little. Um, and he tweeted, like, at LeBron. Like, he tagged LeBron in this tweet, but it was public for everyone to see. And all it said is, LeBron James, at LeBron James, and then the googly-eyed emoji. Yeah. I mean, that can mean one or two things to me. Either it means, I'm looking at you and I'm coming for you, or you should be looking at me and thinking about coming to me and my young team. Something like that, possibly. A lot of speculation, or maybe... So, so what do you think? What do you think it was? It meant something, you know? A guy doesn't tweet so often, you have to have... I mean, it's just if like... If it was you, if you were him... It's just like the Blazers, though. The Blazers really want Mello. And CJ McCollum had somebody do some Photoshop and put Carmelo in a Blazers jersey. And put it on Twitter. He probably did the Photoshop himself. Regardless, That's not hard. Photoshop was done, and obviously players are very willing to use social media. Yeah. And this is just it's easy to speculate. You know, who knows what it means? Maybe, maybe he's just you know but saying keep an eye the, on me. But like, at the end of the day, Melo and uh, CJ McCollum don't have full control there. Where LeBron has full control, any team on the planet will, will sign LeBron. There's right. not a team that LeBron shows up to and says, hey, can you give me the max? That they won't do it. <laughs> so he's a free agent. Melo's on the trade block, you know? Like, this is, this is him saying something to LeBron. It's saying, I'm coming for you or you should be coming for me. Because LeBron probably wants to stay in the East. We were talking about this earlier before we were podcasting. And you, and you said, you know, like, LeBron's not leaving the East, no. you know? So if he's not leaving the East, he's not going to Boston. Where is he going? The 76ers would be nice. Um, it could be nice. We gotta but, see. But what if what if he does decide to leave the East though for some odd reason? He I think he could. Lakers or the Suns. Suns, yeah, because now we got James Jones in the front office. Yeah, we need to fact check that, but I believe it. It's the vice president. I He's the vice it. president. I believe I, it. He is. I'm telling you. We got um, James Jones in the office. We got LeBron, who's gonna in eighteen gonna come yeah. here. I think LeBron's agent and uh, Eric Butzo's agent are the same agent. Rich Paul, you know, Clutch Sports, LeBron's group. There we go. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I think it's LeBron's like uh, agency group, agency yeah. company. Yeah. I don't know if he owns it for sure. But wouldn't that be cool? Oh yeah, it'd be awesome. But he <laughs> could go. I could see him going uh, west coast. You know, you gonna have to beat the Warriors eventually. Where does it really matter if you beat them in doesn't the finals? Doesn't matter where. It doesn't, mean, ma- are, doesn't matter where. People are still gonna be holding finals losses against him because you know he lost to the Warriors. Why not go to think about going to the West and losing earlier rounds and get your finals record bolstered up? It means you beat the Warriors before the finals. You guarantee. Oh, not a guarantee. Nothing's a guarantee. Right, right, right. But, but you have a pretty you've... damn good chance of beating an East Coast team for the next like eight to ten, eight, six to eight years. Right. Um, if LeBron James isn't over there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you, you take him out early. It doesn't really affect if you lose or not. I mean, you don't get to the finals. LeBron, you know, got that nice finals appearance. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, yeah, it, I, I think the losses add to his career, not as much as a win does. It still adds. Goes, Anyone you know, who like exactly wants to just completely shut LeBron down for what he's done with the game because he has more losses and wins, it's like, come on, look at the people that he's gonna up yeah. against. Like, seriously, give the guy. Yeah, I, great. I, would, I would no Jeez. doubt consider um, if someone, let's say, put it at Jordan six. You know, if LeBron had six wins and let's say he ends with eight losses. That's more impressive to me than six wins and zero losses. Right. Because you had to get there. You know, you had to get to the end. 
Yeah. When LeBron was getting swept in the uh, in the finals, you know, that first time he was there, Jordan was losing in the first round at the same age, you know? So it's like Yeah, but that's it's like what do you take as 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 a as a person? For me, I would rather get to the finals and be swept than be losing in the first round. And I'm sure Jordan would have rather that happen too. And it's no disrespect to anybody who like, you know, has been able to enjoy older basketball than I could. But, you know, I'm watching the game now and just different eras. That's always been my thing. It's just different eras. It's hard to say, like, oh, you know, LeBron better than Michael Jordan. Michael yeah, Jordan but they're not LeBron, that, you know, they're not but, that far off. But, you know, Michael, you look at, look at Jordan, like, uh, Michael Jordan to LeBron is, like, almost the same, like, year range. Not quite, but we're getting close to LeBron to the, to the young players getting drafted. In a few well, more years, I'm like... I think it's already Le- LeBron is, you know, obviously I think his career is going to go further than Michael Jordan's, of course, already. I mean, more longevity, for right. sure. Right, yeah. so I think players like Lonzo Ball are going to be players that can kind of compare to LeBron, like people do LeBron, Michael Jordan. You know, in five, six years, people will be like, oh, you know, if, Le- if Lonzo Ball does, you know, dominate the game, like... We'll see he, Alonzo. You know what I mean? Well, let's see Lonzo play a season. Yeah. In which, I mean, you want to talk about his two triple-doubles a little bit, or...? I mean, the the triple-doubles, as far as, the, the, like, the first one, reminds me a lot of, like, what kind of, like, Jason Kidd would do, or, like, Rajon Rondo. Not high-scoring, but contributing a lot. It's nice to see what if he's not giving up shooting... But at the same time, you know, I don't want to see the, you know, the worst field goal percentage of my life. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I get that. But with, with a young guy, you got you got plenty of time for the best shooting coaches in the world to right. start, you know, and fixing he's, he's got any a crazy shot. He, he, he does. Shot? He it's does. Odd. It's a little odd. And I saw a few of the youngest brother uh, who also has kind of the weird shot. It's off. I don't understand it. I believe it's Lamelo also has the the strange shot. So. I mean, but that should be able to be fixed, you know, especially, I kind of feel like he has a good, uh, good, uh, head on his shoulders, you know, he seems really locked into what he's doing, but also really laid back and relaxed, and I think those two things really kind of help each other out in tandem, kind of balance yeah, him out. Yeah, because when he's, like, on the court doing basketball stuff, um... He, he, he looks very locked in most of the time. But then when you see him in, like, an interview, or especially, like, when the cameras are on, but he's not, like, really aware the cameras are on, he kind of just looks like, you know, like, a normal 18-year-old kid without, like, all this pressure of the world on him, you know? Like, he's used to it. He got, he got, like, kind of maybe just exposed to it at an early age. Yeah. And but, I know, like, the weird stuff with the ZO2s, you know, his shoes uh, that he wore in one game and didn't... But, like, he designed those shoes himself... And uh, in, like, three and a half hours, he designed what that shoe looks like. And when you think of that in comparison to how the sh- Curry 2s hit the market, those white Curry 2s, this is like... Those nurse-looking shoes? This kid, fresh out of high school, pretty much, and in a year of college, so it's, you're still relatively close to the high school age, he just whooped up a shoe way better than those Curry 2 whites. Like, yeah. oh, my God. I like what the Ball family is doing. I have nothing but respect and uh, good wishes for the Balls. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never wanted to have the animosity that people do for players. 
Like, people hate LeBron. People hate Kevin Durant. Like, even at this point, like, Kevin Durant, what he did, you know, I, I say it all the time. He I think it was ring. smart. He got a ring. You know, and he... Do I like it? No. Do you not like necessarily, it? No, not but necessarily, but I'm not... At this point, it's a year later. I don't hate on the guy. Come on. Like, he's he's going to win for a few more years if the, this group stays together. Maybe it gets a little more difficult. I'm hoping. I don't oh, want to just I, see no. blowout I basketball. Think I, think, I think those trades we all just talked um, about, I think three or four of those teams are going to make it more difficult. Because oh, the Spurs certainly. got better, too. We didn't even talk about Rudy Gay to the Spurs, but they got better, yeah, too. Yeah, So... The league is becoming more one-sided, but that side's getting heavier and It's heavier. getting heavier, and someone has to emerge. As a contender, so, at least. The Spurs are so, always going to be a contender. Um, you know, I... I think, it, I think it's interesting just to see what's going to happen this season overall. But specifically talking about what my point was with not trying to harp or dislike players so much is, like, I have nothing against Lonzo Ball. I don't necessarily like his dad for what he's kind of emerged into a social media drama queen. And that's very loose that I'm saying that word this 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 podcast is because I wanted to kind of carry yeah, that from the no, Jimmy Butler. I, I, but he, he definitely, you know, got into it with LeBron a little bit. And LeBron, you know, he's a little bit of a drama queen himself. You know, he likes the drama a little bit, whether or not, you know, him himself will admit to it. Yeah, I mean, he has a technique, and his technique's working, and it's getting his son's name out there, you know? He said what team his son was going to get drafted on, and that was the team his son got drafted and on. And they live in L.A., so and you know LeVar Ball's going to be up oh. in there every single day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he, he goes out there to get a name for him, but he also goes out there to get a name for his son. At the end of the day, it's his son that's going to have to show up. And the more he starts showing up, the more uh, LeVar can just start taking a back seat and doing the behind-the-scenes stuff, working that big baller brand, negotiating their contracts. Because his whole mentality is, and you can't disagree with him, I mean, I know some people take advantage of their kids. I don't think this is the case. He's like, why are we paying these agents? Why are we paying these managers? Why are we giving, I, and I don't know what the exact percent is, but I imagine agents and managers make somewhere between 5 and 15%. Of a, uh, of a of a of an athlete's salary and bonuses, right. it's at least three to five percent, I'd imagine. But I my real guess would be somewhere in between five and ten. So he's like, I can do this. You know, we can keep this all in the family. You know, maybe he wants his five percent. Maybe he doesn't. Either way, if you trust your dad and you trust your blood, which not everyone does, and I understand that, um, and I think you understand that too. I mean, like, but if you do there might not be a better person to have in your corner. Right. And uh, and, I, and I think he is well intent, uh, doing everything with his best intentions and it, with his boys in mind and his family in mind, and I respect that. Like, Right, yeah, and you know, coming back to that. Everyone knows Lonzo. Yeah, coming back to that, you know, I I definitely want to see what's going to happen. You know, that's... that's uh, that's the most neutral thing I can say is I just want to see how it all plays out. You know, I do you wish see him well or you want to see him flop? Because I want to see guys flop all the time. You know, like I want to see guys my own team drafted flop sometimes. You know, I love the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> no, sometimes sometimes they draft someone. It's just like I've, I've that's never not really, who I wanted. I want this guy to be a flop. <laughs> like, I really thought that. I've seen players that've been in the, like, in the league for a few years. I'm like, ah, I don't really like. I yeah, really like that guy. That guy's terrible. He's scrub. Like, Iman Shumpert's one of those guys to me. Like, Iman, I don't like Iman Shumpert. Every time I see him on the court, I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm, like, so upset. I'm like, ah, it's the worst choice. 
it, yeah, sports, I mean, it's like all entertainment. You know, sports is entertainment. And, you know, all those shows, you know, the America's Got Talent and the old American Idol, half the fun is to see a flop every now and every then. Every now and then. So even with sports, like, there's just something about, like, you know, everyone, every now and then I want to root for someone to flop. Like, it's, it's nothing personal. It's just... I don't have that for Lonzo Ball, no. Okay. But I, I wouldn't, I, I but like I wouldn't be, I like, think, upset if good, he did flop, but I wouldn't be, like... Over yeah, excited I'm not, if he I'm not gonna be upset well. if he flops either. I like him. I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna lose sleep at night if he flops. <laughs> I, I just don't think he will with the two triple doubles already. I'm wondering how many triple doubles he gets this rookie season. I wish I could remember how many uh, MC Dub got. He got one or two I, at least. But I, I would like to set the over under on like five and a half. Five and a half triple doubles for Lonzo. And I'd take the over on that bet if you want to take the under. So five or less, you win. Six or more, I win. And we don't have to bet, like, money. We can just do, like, the gentleman's bet. And we can even work something out. Like, you know, like, you sing so a you song just want on a podcast if you lose. And I'm I, not singing those songs. That's for sure. And I'll dance on the podcast if Nobody if can I lose. see you dancing. Ooh, I, Come on. All right, all right. We'll just see you're what gonna, happens. You're going to have results in the podcast? You're like, have to take your word for it that you danced? It's we'll terrible. Take, we'll take trend. your word for it. That's terrible. I don't, wanna, all right. I don't want everyone else to see that. All right. I want to talk about some more basketball soon, but we're running long already. Right. Uh, you want to wrap it up unless there's anything you want to talk about before we, we go? But we'll get at least a couple in. I know we were... Um, we didn't do it for a while, but we'll, we'll get we'll get some in in the next week or so. Keep them keep them coming with updates as the as the off season progresses. Yeah, there's plenty more to talk about at least before the season gets started, and it'll be interesting to see if more movement happens. Uh, there's supposed to be in my mind with Carmelo at the least. So um, I think uh, we just got to get back together. Yeah. Talk maybe more about these contracts or, you know, how these teams are developing. Yeah, There's a lot a, to talk about, so... I want to do a big fantasy drop about uh, two weeks before the season starts. You know, when preseason is beginning, but enough time that people can listen to it before their drafts. Sure. Just, you know, maybe an hour, hour and a half podcast, all fantasy, breaking down rounds, stuff like I that. I like that. Tips, sleepers. Fantasy talk. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Well, I appreciate uh, you doing this with me again, Andy. Uh, if any of our fans want to hit us up, they can do that at, by emailing us at spittinghoops at gmail.com or hitting us up on Twitter at spittinghoops. We'd love to hear your impact, input or suggestions. Uh, until next time, this is Spitting Hoops out.